Did you know that 8 out of 10 rapes are committed by someone a victim knows? 8 out of 10. This number is staggering, disturbing, and in need of addressing. We find ourselves in a time where rape culture pervades lives in silence. This silence that is a lack of legislative support. This silence that is the difficulty of reporting assaults. This silence that is the survivors of sexual assault are blamed or said to be placing themselves in unsafe situations. Staggering statistics prove this pandemic of sexual assaults. According to RAIN statistics, every 73 seconds, another American is sexually assaulted. And one out of every six American women has been the victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. And these are just those reported. The amount of sexual assault and rape in America is truly a pandemic. Today's episode addresses how rape culture is pervading romantic heterosexual relationships, with the cause being gender roles we learn from the time we are born. These characteristics developed through our youth are continually forming patterns of behavior in adults that lead to rape culture. As we dive into this tough topic, consent will also be addressed as a pivotal learning tool that needs to be entered into the youth scripts to combat many of these toxic gender roles. I'm going to read you a scenario. Try to observe your initial reactions to the scenario without filtering your thoughts. Let's go back in time. You are a child having breakfast before school. You walk into the kitchen and sit at the table, observing your surroundings. You see your father rush around the kitchen. He gives you a huge smile as he sets a home-cooked breakfast in front of you, giving you a kiss on the forehead. He looks so handsome and you know that he has been up for at least an hour picking out his outfit and doing his hair as he does every day. Instinctually feel a nurturing pull from him and spring up to give him a big hug saying, Good morning, Dad. I love you. He smiles and smooths your hair. Oh, I love you, honey. Go eat your breakfast before it gets cold, he says, applying another kiss on your forehead. You sit down and begin eating your breakfast. You see that your dad has made it just the way you like it and smile contently. Your mom enters the room and you sit up a bit straighter. You try to catch her eye and get a quick distracted smile before she's grabbing a cup of joe and giving a hurried kiss to your father. Your dad asks, when will you be home, love? With the rushed answer, pretty swamped today, could be late, have dinner without me. And then she is swiftly taking flight from the room. The words, love you, ring alongside the closing door as an afterthought. Did this story sound off to you? Depicted above is a simplification of traditional gender roles flipped on its head. For many, it might appear that the mother should be in the father's position and vice versa. Our society depicts each gender in certain lights with specific strengths and weaknesses attached. While the very traditional views of women only being at home and men being the primary breadwinners is being challenged and morphed to something new, many of the original behavior behavioral scripts continue to manifest in the way males and females act. Does this have to do with rape culture? You are probably wondering. The fact that this scenario seems off depicts that there are internal biases for gender role conformity. The child in this story, through the example of the parent's behavior, is beginning to apply certain 
unwavering characteristics to what being a male is and what being a female is. The story seems off because we have each most likely seen and internalized gender scripts in a different light than depicted with the male being nurturing, kind, and appearance-oriented, and the woman being dominant, cold, and the breadwinner. This might not seem to relate to rape culture, but through observations of commonly expected male-female traits, we begin to see how gender roles are entering into romantic relationships, and in many cases, how these characteristics may be a huge part of rape culture. Let's take a quick step back. Some listeners might not be aware of what gender roles are or what the definition of rape culture is. And as this is the basis of this program, we will begin with a description of both. Let's begin with gender roles. Society has expectations of how men and women should behave, dress, and act. It's as if a script is handed to each baby born based off their biological sex that reads, must follow, must adhere, do not deviate from your script. Christopher Lang and Nicole Johnson, two psychologists, explain this in more detail. They said, quote, people learn how to perform. They learn what the expectations are for their sex. So if you are born a biological male, you might be taught a certain way of dealing with your emotions. Don't show your sadness. Don't show that you're hurt. Don't show that you're weak. Be strong. Be tough. End quote. Conversely, those born as a biological female might be taught to be nice, nurturing, and giving. Quote, women have this invisible burden of caretaking that's often ignored or devalued. Women are taught to sort of stifle their experience, to be appeasing or attractive to men. End quote. You might be beginning to see glimpses of how these specific characteristics that men and women develop from a lifetime of gender scripting might pervade romantic relationships and lead to the culture seen in our society. Along with gender roles comes the ranking of the genders. In a society where women have been held back for so long, there is still a prevalence of the patriarchy that makes it difficult for women to excel as easily as men. Many times gender roles that depict men as powerful, dominant, and emotionally tough, mixed with patriarchal views of power, do not fare well in the context of romantic relationships. In many situations, women are still expected to be kind, submissive, and giving. These characteristics do not mesh well in sexual relationships, especially if a strong consent education is absent. And as stated earlier by Nicole, women's experiences tend to be devalued and stifled, beginning a toxic cycle of silenced abuse. This leads to rape culture. Let's discuss what rape culture is. This will allow us to begin seeing even more connections between gender roles and this culture. Gerald Walton of Lakehead University gives a really comprehensive understanding of the murky definition of rape culture. He says, quote, The cultural aspect of rape culture includes gender norms that validate men as sexual pursuers and attitudes that view women as sexual conquest by which manhood is legitimized and women are objectified. Example, bros before hoes. It might mean media depictions of women as sexual 
sexual objects to be owned or used or ways of communicating that minimize the effects of rape. Consider comments among gamers such as, quote, I just raped you, end quote, instead of I just beat you. Culture is a social script that we learn over time. It informally educates us about values, beliefs, and behaviors that are broadly seen as normal or common sense. Examples of rape culture include jokes that minimize the effects of rape on women and pop music in which men tell women that, you know you want it. It includes statements that decry the tragedy when the lives of college athletes who are convicted of rape are ruined. They include misrepresentations of rape as 20 minutes of action or just sex and all manner of victim blaming based upon what a woman wore or how much she drank, end quote. Rape culture is the normalization of toxic gender roles that pervades through a society. Each of the examples listed above depicted men with internalized views surrounding sex that led to demeaning and objectifying women as sexual objects. Let me make one point clear. Not all people who fall into gender role scripts are sexual predators. These gender roles, if followed, especially without a consent education, lead to a power dynamic that can lead to assaults and rapes in romantic relations. As we talked about at the beginning of this episode, 8 out of 10 rapes are committed by someone the survivor knows. 39% of these rapes are from an acquaintance and 33% from a current or past boyfriend. The way we are socializing children the roles that we are being fed as we grow up, is a pivotal and dangerously powerful addition to the culture we see today. Those youth are becoming the raped or becoming the rapist, the assaulter, the individual with no concept of consent. The amount of sexual assault and rape in America is truly a a pandemic issue. A pandemic issue that begins at the roots of the patriarchal system created by gender roles. Gender roles that are teaching men to be aggressive, go after what they want, be unapologetic and close to their emotions. These gender roles that teach women to be submissive, kind, sensitive, and to constantly apologize for existing. The gender roles that we are teaching to our babies by telling boys they are boss and girls they are little princesses. This all culminates in adulthood. This is a large factor that is leading to rape culture. We can see how we are socialized, and hopefully by knowing this information, we can begin to address the gender roles that pervade the relationships, specifically romantic, that we are a part of. Here is an explanation of how a couple reduced gender roles in their relationship and the positive implications it has had for them. I'm going to read an email my friend sent me after I asked her how her and her husband reduced gender roles and the role of consent in their relationship. My husband and I met about three years ago and we're pretty much magnetized towards each other ever since. I'll go over a bit about consent as well as gender roles because I think those are some of the most important parts of a healthy and happy relationship. I am part of the Women's Studies minor at BYU and have absolutely loved learning everything about empowering women as well as all things feminism My husband is also a feminist. 
with really clear-cut goals to help teach his family and friends the importance of eliminating toxic masculinity from their lives. This is huge. We need more men who stand against the patriarchy. We both really value consent, and he asked me if he could kiss me our first time. While we believe this should be normalized, many people thought this was so weird when we told them. Isn't that so backwards? If we aren't clear about all types of sexual interactions, including a simple kiss, where do we draw the line? Beginning with consent, no matter if it seems out of place, is pivotal for healthy relationships. Normalizing consent speech, from holding hands to kissing to other touch, is everything in avoiding miscommunication. Consent really isn't difficult, nor is it awkward. Ask if it's okay to hold hands, to kiss, and then actually listen. It's really basic respect and basic communication. An example of this same situation without consent was a few years before I met my husband. I had been going on dates with this guy and he kissed me completely out of the blue. No lead up, no asking, nothing. It was my first kiss and I was honestly so pissed because I had zero choice in the matter. Men seem to think being sexually forward with hand holding or kissing is fine. It is not. They are making decisions that are one-sided without asking and this can easily pervade into deeper sexual interactions. I honestly think most men who assault and rape disturbingly don't even know they are assaulting or raping. By not asking, resentment and abuse can occur. We need men who go against the normal grain, which is difficult because rape language and culture is everywhere. Women even fall into romanticizing about a man sweeping her off her feet and kissing her aggressively. It is in every romantic movie ever. But that needs to stop. It depicts a man as a sexual decision maker and instigator, and that's just not the case. Media also depicts women as having no sexual drive, and many women believe this due to the same culture. By having open conversations about sex, my husband and I have realized there is zero difference in our sex drive and enjoyment of sex. But this stems from positive communication as well as eliminating roles in our marriage. So we should go over gender roles in relationships now. Why on earth are characteristics gendered? We all have a mix of all of them if we allow ourselves to truly learn about ourselves. By trying to fit a role, we lose important parts of ourselves and stunt our growth. My husband and I were luckily raised in homes where our parents were aware of the importance of not gendering our lives. We developed in a holistic manner, and our personalities show mixtures of all types of characteristics, not those typically seen as male or female. This goes with actions too. We break up the work on the house in terms of what we prefer. It isn't assumed on me as the female. If we are both living there, why should it go to just one of us? By eliminating these gender roles that are commonly assumed, we completely get rid of expectations that could lead to resentment from one person or the other. By taking out gender roles, we truly are equal partners without either dominating the other in any way. As we can see, by taking out gender roles, we eliminate a lot of the problems that are prevalent in many marriages. I truly believe that the divorce problem could be solved 
if people worked on eliminating assumptions about gender, but that is a topic for another day. One extremely important topic addressed by Lily was consent. All of the gender role issues listed above that lead to rape culture could be fixed with this simple term, consent. We are going to address this as lack of clear consent education is the main exacerbator of the rape culture that is so prevalent around us. This is a really simple measure that individuals can take and learn to reduce the number of assaults that occur in relationships. The list I will state below gives a great comprehensive list of what consent entails. Here is an extensive list of great things to apply to your relationships. The most important part of consent though to remember is that it shows respect towards the other person and their choices. First, consent must be freely given. Agreeing to do something is consent only if it's voluntary. This means not pressuring someone into, into any type of situation they are not excited or willing to participate in. Next, no always means no. Whether given verbally or non-verbally, a lack of an affirmative, positive, freely given yes also means no. A yes isn't consent if someone is coerced. Examples of coercion are if the person pressures, pesters, threatens, guilt trips, blackmails, intimidates, bullies, or harasses someone. Consent should be a positive, voluntary, active, and conscious agreement to engage in sexual activity. When someone's consenting, they agree and are confident in their decision to consent. This includes body language as well as verbal language. Consent is agreed upon by both partners and with a clear understanding of what they're agreeing to. The person who initiates the sexual contact or who wants to move to the next level of intimacy is responsible for asking for and clearly receiving consent before continuing with the sexual contact. A consent conversation includes asking, answering, and negotiating. When there's consent, both people feel safe and comfortable. Safety and comfort create an environment where both people can freely take part in all aspects of the consent conversation. For consent to happen, a person needs to be given the chance to say no. Consent is also ongoing. One person asks permission for an activity and another person gives it. This conversation needs to continue as the activity continues or changes. Consent can also be withdrawn at any time. At any point, people can change their mind and withdraw consent. Consent given in the past doesn't apply to any activities that happen later. Consent can't be assumed or implied. Flirting, clothing, sexual texts, or social media communication are not consent. Consent can't be assumed because people are in a relationship, nor should it be assumed if there was previous sexual activity. Permission must be asked for and given for an activity to proceed. Unclear communication or confusing communication isn't consent. If there's any uncertainty that someone is agreeing to do something, the person initiating the activity must ask permission and wait until permission is clearly given before proceeding. Silence or not responding is not consent. 
not physically resisting, is also not consent. People who are drunk, high, sleeping, or unconscious can't give consent, either legally or practically. To have clear communication about consent, both people should be sober and alert. As you can see, there are common threads to consent that all lead back to respect and to quality communication. This is the most important concept to learn in fighting rape culture. As we spoke about gender roles, I hope you can see the merit in trying to reduce, reduce these in relationships, not only in combating rape culture, but creating quality and joyful relationships where you can learn who you truly are. As more people integrate towards the de-gendering of specific characteristics and attitudes, the patriarchy will continue to fall and more people will find joy in equal relationships. This then will lead to generations of youth learning who they truly are without gendered scripts as a chain against their progress. Educating oneself and those around you is pivotal in overturning rape culture. Consent is a clear way to promote healthy sexual relationships, and every human being needs to have a comprehensive understanding of this topic. We cannot fight what we fail to understand. The resources listed stated below give great information on consent, places to go for help in the case of rape or sexual assault, and comprehensive educational tools for all the topics discussed today. Some of these are resources through BYU, including the CAPS program, the Sexual Assault Advocates at BYU. Also, the Utah Coalition Against Sexual Assault is a great resource. RAIN gives great information surrounding sexual assault, as well as the NSVRC.